Hello and welcome to the Fingal Business Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by local enterprise office Fingal, one of 31 local enterprise offices around the country. Local enterprise office Fingal helps local business through a wide range of practical initiatives and programs. The Leo is your first stop shop for business supports. So whether you're just starting out or an established business, Local Enterprise Office Fingal is here to help. The aim of the Fingal Business Podcast is to share quality information for small business owner managers to enable you to be more effective in running a successful enterprise. My name is Sharon Rossignuolo and I'll be chatting to industry experts so that you can get the best advice to help you to succeed in your business. In this episode, we're sharing expert advice on how to market a professional service business with our featured guest, Mary Clunan. So Mary Clunan, you are very, very welcome to the Fingal Business Podcast. How are you today? Very well, Sharon. Thanks a million and thank you for the invitation. Delighted to participate. For many businesses, marketing can feel like an overwhelming task that they really want to put off because they just want to get on with the day job. But marketing is probably one of the most important activities you can do. So can you, as a marketing consultant, why is marketing so important? Well, I suppose I really think about marketing in terms of communication and it's communication of, uh, with your target audience. And really trying to engage with them from an empathetic point of view, probably first and foremost. And then with regard to building some awareness of yourself in terms of how you can meet the need for a particular issue that they have at that point in time. And I suppose to me, it really is around communication. I work with an awful lot with kind of uh, professional services and B2B individuals. Mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for like accountants and solicitors and lawyers and very high-end kind of management consultants, they work very hard to get to a particular point in their careers. And marketing is often left um, by the wayside. And it's it's considered easy. And like everything is easy when you know what you're doing. But it doesn't form a core part of the individual's training for some of these particularly kind of uh, really, really established um, experts and professionals. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really feel so sorry for them because you spend so long getting qualified. And then there isn't a whole lot of thought as to right, now you're qualified, off with you. And I see um, professionals and um, kind of in the big four in particular, like it's a double edged sword. You can see that they benefit from the great training structures that are in place in the big four mm-hmm. and they work their way up the line, if you like. But then when they get to a certain point, it's a case of, right, now you manage your portfolio and you manage the service line and off with you. So I think there's a lot to be said for some supports around people at that stage, because it's really kind of it's just to get the point over the line. It's really around the communication and everything we do in life is, is communication is so core to expressing how we feel about it, what we need, how we describe what our needs are in terms of the marketplace and how service providers and kind of anybody can meet those needs. So to me, it's kind of really, really core and it's simple. I often think people overcomplicate it. Like I remember back in college myself, there was pests and swats and four Ps and five Ps and seven Ps and there was all kinds of, and to me it is really around how is your target audience feeling and what can you do to help them at this particular point in time? Yes, so it's really about what problem do they have and how can you solve it? And I absolutely love 
that you have renamed marketing oh. <laughs> and you've called it communication. Oh, because I really I, think it's important. You know, the, yeah, I, I think that a lot of businesses, the word marketing puts the fear of God into mm. them and it feels like this whole unknown that they need to get into this fluffy stuff combined with getting the results and getting the conversions at the end. And that is a scary prospect. From your perspective as a marketing consultant looking in at a business that has no marketing plan, where would you start? I always say to clients when I'm meeting for the first time is tell me who your ideal target audience is. Who are they? And from a marketing point of view, and the marketing academics in the room will be saying, well, like that's building a persona for your target audience. And that's exactly what it is. But again, I think those terms can be very off-putting to busy, busy business owners or professionals. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to just stand back and say, first and foremost, what I tend to say to people is when I meet them for the first time is, where do you want to see your business in five years time? And if you looked back even halfway through that point, two and a half years time, what would you say were successful signs that you're on the road for that journey? And so that opens a conversation around where people are in their own heads with regard to the business, whether they're thinking about succession, whether they're thinking about exit in the future, whether they're thinking about, you know, expansion, you know, global domination, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it opens that conversation up to get the sense of kind of somebody's ambition. And then the next element I usually talk about is tell me about your ideal client or your ideal customer. Who are they? What are they doing? what's going on in their world, what's going on in their industry, and let them kind of share that with me so we can really start building a persona around this. So again, this isn't overly complicated, and I really try and make this as simple as we possibly can. I would say, look, you know, let's think about somebody you worked with recently that you really enjoyed working with, that you were were saying, look, if I could have 10 of them now a day, wouldn't that be fantastic? And let's build a persona around them. And the reason we do that is because, again, Marketing is not something everybody's thinking about. Communication is not something everybody's thinking about. And what we're trying to do here is really hone in and narrow in and simplify our message to them. So one of the biggest issues I see in businesses is people tell me, well, right, Mary, I have 10 different types of clients and I need to send a message out that serves all of them. And to me, that's just impossible. I've never seen anybody able to send a message out that serves everybody because what happens in reality is I'm sending a message out and you're trying to serve these 10 different types of clients we work with. And we we um, dilute down the message so much. It comes quite magnolia. We're trying to please everybody and therefore it doesn't get heard anywhere. So what I always say to people is pick your ideal target audience and communicate with them. Go deep and like go narrow and go deep with regard mm-hmm. to what the issues are in their particular segment or sector. And that's when your message is loudest, because what I find is I every, every business owner, no matter how big or small they are, has a limited budget for this. So when you have a limited budget, you have to segment your market in some way. And picking your ideal client or ideal customer to do that, to me, is a logical, practical way to go about this. Yeah. And then you focus exclusively on them. And I suppose from my point of view, when I started Marketing Clever, I had most recently worked with a number of professional services firms. So I said, look, I'm a one-woman show. I can't communicate with everybody. I, I'm setting up Marketing Clever to focus on B2B marketing activities. But I need to segment that a little bit further because it's still too broad. So when I go to market, then I pick personas that who I want to speak to. So a lot of the time I'm speaking to professional services, practice owners, firm owners, managing partners, Mm -hmm. partners that own portfolios. So I try and hone my message on an ongoing basis for that particular audience because I know the issues that they are challenged with, particularly now, and I know what kind of language they use, 
what are the worries they have at the moment. And I have to be honest, Sharon, I lean into the high-end expertise that comes out of the States in particular for this segment. We look and see what's relevant to the Irish and UK market to see what is most relevant here, what makes sense. Culturally, the markets are very different, but the principles stand the same. Mm -hmm. So how can we leverage this into this particular target audience? And I suppose I found that personally, I see that working really well with clients even before I started Marketing Clever. And since I started Marketing Clever, it's the approach that works best for me. Mm-hmm. It's a very narrow focus. But what I find is when you pick a target audience and you're communicating with them and you're very clear on them, that message gets heard by people who are just not exactly in that target audience, but can really relate to it. Because, again, the principles are very similar. So mm-hmm. I find that if I'm, I've written pieces for, say, accountants in various magazines, the accountancy sector reads. But mm-hmm. I also find that accountants are in active business life across the board in Ireland. So they find that those publications and they happen to be leaders of all kinds of businesses around the place. So mm-hmm. I find that I get referrals through that channel, even though it doesn't actually hit the exact target of who I'm aiming for, but it's a very relatable message. So yeah. to me, it's, it's, a, it's a very strong way of communicating a clear message and it keeps yourself focused on what you're trying to say. Because, again, it can be exhausting if you're trying to please everybody. And it's nigh impossible, I think. Absolutely. And it sounds like as well, if you're very clear in your message and you know exactly like you're living and breathing and sleeping and eating this stuff. So you know exactly what you're saying. You sound confident. You sound like you know what you're talking about because you do know what you're talking about. And I think people see that. So even if they're not your exact target ideal message as you say there are people on the fringes who will see that and it attracts you know that that confidence attracts people for sure I definitely think so and I think the other thing as well is like we always say every day is a school day where you never you never know this stuff and like everything's changing all the time like this year if ever there was an example of a year that's changing so everything's changing so I think being agile and nimble on your feet in terms of looking at your market. Because what I find, even with clients that I'm working with for the last five years, the conversations we had five years ago with regard to their target audience and who their ideal client has changed. Not necessarily because their service offering has changed. It's probably gotten a little bit deeper. But it's because the target audience's life and world has changed. And it's a really good lesson. Any of us that lived through kind of the recession in 2008 onwards, you know, you realise how you do have to adapt your message and tweak it. And, you know, I, I'm cautioning clients at the moment in particular around message around really focusing on growth and maximizing opportunities and all that kind of good stuff. We just need to be careful around our language at the moment because yeah. the world has turned and people are in a very different place than they were 12 months ago, six months ago, never mind 12. So yes. it's just really important to constantly keep going back. It's, it's a really good verification check to kind of go, right, target audience. What's happening in your world? How are you feeling? My ideal client, like I'm sitting here at my desk in the office and I have a chair, empty chair in front of me. So when I'm trying to write something or kind of craft a message for somebody, I try and put the target audience sitting in that chair in my own head. And you really kind of focus your message in around them. Make it very, very clear for yourself. That's a great idea. I love that idea of the empty chair, actually, Mm. because it is a conversation and you would never have a conversation without knowing who you're speaking to. You have to imagine what's going on with them, how they're feeling, what they might say back to you, what the questions might be that they have. And actually, at the very start of this conversation, I think you've mentioned empathy. And I think throughout the whole conversation, this idea of empathy with your customers and understanding your customers is coming out loud and clear. 
It's so, really important, Sharon, and like the statistics will back it up in terms of stats from Forrester and various other experts in Bain and the States. When a client or a customer is in the marketplace at the moment, they tend to resonate towards messages that speak of the issues and challenges that they have. So when we think about it at a very basic level, if I have a sore throat in the morning, I search for issues around a sore throat. Yeah. I'm not searching for what the solution is because I don't know what the solution is. And it was a kind of a lesson I learned from one of the large firms in the States. And it, it's very, very true. It's talking about what the issues and challenges are of the segment rather than talking about solutions. Because a lot of the time we don't know what our solutions are and yes. we don't know what we're looking for. So it's to kind of really gain traction with a prospect when you talk about the challenges that they have and the issues that they're facing in the marketplace. That's such good advice. It's so true. If you had a sore throat, you would say, "How you know, I have a sore throat. How do you yeah. get rid of a sore throat? You're not into feeling better the next day. You exactly. don't Google that. You Google the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People don't know. Like, in fairness to people, like, it's not their area of expertise. They shouldn't. Like, this is why they're leaning on a service provider to help them with this. So, like, I've, I've great sympathy for them. Like, it's not easy out there. Even podcasts like this, a short conversation with very, yeah. very on-point perspectives and ideas can really bring a business along. It's just changing the little things that can make a big difference. So Mary, you have talked there about content and about writing articles, etc. That is something that can give a lot of business owners headaches. They know that blogs work in terms of keeping you up there on SEO, etc. and speaking to your customers. But what's your advice around creating content for social media, for website, even when speaking to groups or writing articles or webinars yeah. these days? Yeah, no, what I'd say to say to people is, again, we'll go back to the empty chair in front of me here. So what are the challenges that this target audience picking one? And what I'd say about this, Sharon, is you can pick a few, but when you're crafting your message, think of one individual because it'll clarify your thinking. So you mm -hmm. pick your target audience and you, talk, you think about what the issues are. And what I tend to do myself, again, there's loads of little tools you can use. But what I tend to do is think about what the target audience and what the challenges are. I think of recent conversations I've had with them around where they're at and what they're worried about at the moment. And then what I tend to do is I use a very simple tool. But Google News, and I literally just trawled through what's happening from a news perspective in that individual segment or sector or service area, yeah. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to find opportunities to flag wave, for want of a better term. So there's a couple of different kind of strategies here. So what I'd say is when you're doing kind of your deeper article for, um, say, if it's a trade publication or maybe a social media um, article, LinkedIn article or something like that. So that's a deeper article written in depth. So you're bringing what, you know, you're, you're trying to lean into what the challenge is that your target audience is facing mm -hmm. and craft some assistance for them. So try and be helpful in every way that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And really think about that kind of quite deeply. And what I tend to do myself is literally, like the old style thing that we did in college was the mind mapping, is just jot down what are the various issues facing that individual. So say for professional services, for example, just to try and bring it to life a bit. Yeah. We talk at the moment about, you know, winning new clients, retention of clients. We talk about, you know, the, the importance of building your profile. Sector development is huge in professional services at the moment. So these are the kind of the issues that would, would formulate the, the, the focus for an individual that in, is in this particular point in time. So mm -hmm. if you're going deep, like I would say to, to business owners trying to craft content, don't worry about it for a start. This is very achievable and very doable. So 
at the basic level, you can reshare content from news publications or trade publications that you find helpful on your social media platform with a comment. That's really straightforward to do. Yep, and then if you simple. want to go very, very simple. So Google News, search your term, see what what is appropriate for you to share. Like not everything is. See what's appropriate. And there's one piece of content straight away. And what I would say to people on social media in particular, in the B2B space, which is the, the zone that I'm most kind of working with on a daily, hourly basis, it is a case of good content, nice comments within it. Consider when you post, timing is important, depending on what your social media platform is. And the other thing I would say is get help. Like a lot of the time, the more in the conversation we're having, Sharon, people just need a tiny little bit of a steer. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to take on a marketing consultant that's going to work with them every day for, in their business for the rest of their lives. They might just need somebody for a half day here to kick it off and then come back in a week's time, a month's time, whatever they want. So just to give themselves a little bit of support. And what I find when I deal with business owners or practice owners, they really know themselves. They're just unsure and there's lack of confidence in themselves as to what they want to do. They see other businesses doing various things and they get confused by that. They hear about how important it is to have, uh, you know, complex Google campaigns running and they just get put off by the whole process. So Mm -hmm. I'd say boil it back. Let's start simply put your toe in the water and see how you feel. Yeah. And get a bit of help where you need help. Like, you know, people worry, oh, I can't write. So like, don't worry about writing. Let's stick it into a couple of bullet points and let's get someone to help you craft that piece so that you can see how it's done. And if you don't want to write it yourself ever, that's fine too. There's loads of great copywriters in the marketplace that can help. And it's not a particularly expensive piece. But what I would say is once you go to a situation where you have a piece of content, use it and reuse it and use it again as much as you possibly can. So, for example, from my point of view, so say I'm going to, we're having this podcast today, Sharon. Mm -hmm. So when that's going out to market, I'm going to flag that on my social media channels to say it's going out to market. I'll probably put a little link on the news section of my website to say it's going out. Mm -hmm. So it's just to use opportunities that when they're presented to you, I always say to people, stand still and look around you and think about what you can do before the event and what can you do after the event. So, for instance, again, I'm doing some training this week with um, CPA Ireland. I've just pushed out a little video this morning on LinkedIn and other social media platforms to say this training is coming up. You can register here. And no doubt afterwards, I'll be saying the training happened. Here's three things to take away from it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just to use the chances that you have pre and post event is what I say. Exactly. Yeah, just use the opportunity you have. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because often we spend so much time preparing for certain things, preparing for events, preparing for webinars, even preparing for you might have a one to one consultation. But after that, maybe a challenge came up that would be relevant to other clients that you'd be working with and to put that out. So it's not always about reinventing the wheel. You have the expertise. If it's your line of business, Mm -hmm. chances are you have the expertise. And it's really just a way of looking for the simplest way to put that out there. 100%. I think the pandemic has really crystallized our use of technology. So I think pre-pandemic, I'd always have been saying to businesses, make sure you have as much content as you can out there on social media and website, etc. That's relevant. Because people formulate views on you with regard to what they find online. And I suppose more so than ever now, like pre-pandemic, I saw stats come from the States. They're saying 70% of people make it or make a decision on you before they even speak to you. 
because they have, even from a referral point of view, and I find this myself all the time, I get a call out of the blue from a, uh, somebody who wants to engage with me. And when we sit down and chat, I say, look, how did you come across me? And I tend to hear a very similar answer. So I t- some people will say to me, oh, well, I just Googled marketing for professional services and you popped up. And right, that's where. So I, that's not how it happens in real terms. So that may be a prompt with, and like Google pay per click campaigns are super. So if you Google marketing for professional services, I pop up. Brilliant. But mm-hmm. what happens in reality, it's my company name that pops up. So they go onto the website and they find my name and they pop it into LinkedIn and they say, well, who is she and who is she connected to and how does she relate to my space? Give me some evidence or validation of that. So the, this typical um, story I hear from new clients is, Mary, I googled marketing profession services, you popped up, I found your name, I put you into LinkedIn, I saw you're connected to people I knew, I messaged or emailed them or called them to see what were you like, and they said you were great, and um, then I went onto your website and I saw you wrote something for this magazine or that magazine, that gave me comfort. Because I figured if that magazine wanted you to write for them, you must know what you're talking about. So all of these little little kind of little hurdles that uh, prospects have to kind of overcome with you, you you have to kind of really make sure that you are validated in their eyes. Yes. And that's really important more now than ever, because the habits that we've picked up from with regard to like clients that may never have Googled you in the past or never have searched online for services will have learned habits that will not change now in the new normal. So it's really, really important that our online, I always say our digital footprint is wide and large. And I would say to businesses, like I do, I have a number of clients that have a number of outlets around the country and a lot of money is spent in offices. And in my opinion, one of your biggest hurdles in the B2B space in particular is your online presence to make sure that that's convincing to your target audience, that you're the right person to talk to, that you have evidence there, that you are speaking about the issues that's pertinent to them. And in particularly in the B2B space, that you're connected to people that your target audience can relate to, that they'll understand and say, well, right, if they're connected there and they're endorsed by that person, they must know what they're talking about. So I really would encourage businesses now more than ever to really, really think about the digital footprint and to use the tools that are available to them to build out their footprint as much as they possibly can. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic advice, Mary. Thank you so much. I was actually going to ask you to summarise if someone wanted to start marketing their business, mm. what are the three things they could do? But in actual fact, I feel like you've given me everything that we that we need. So it's, and, and you're so right, the free tools, I think that's, that's a big thing. People think yeah. that they must have a massive marketing campaign and budget to go behind. But there are free tools there that that they can use to their advantage. But it's oh, just a case really of are. making the decision. Yeah, 100%. And like I suppose the other final little bit of advice I'd give to businesses is, is if you can at all focus on a sector, focus on a sector. And it's not to, to be exclusive to that sector from a service perspective, but it's really, it is a trend that's absolutely huge in professional services and is growing. And small practices may be worried that they are they don't have the capabilities, they don't have the skills, they don't have the they're worried about excluding others if they focus on one particular segment. And in my experience, it's critical with regard to growth. It gives you an ideal way to focus on a narrow group, segment your market, go deep and go narrow and really have good content out there for them. Perfect. That was absolutely fantastic, Mary. Thank you so much. I know businesses across Bengal and beyond are going to get huge benefit from listening to this podcast. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Sharon. 
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode brought to you by Local Enterprise Office Fingal. For more information and to keep up to date with our services, check out www.localenterprise.ie forward slash Fingal and sign up to our newsletter. 